Hello, everybody. Here we are through our Bible studies. We're in uh, the New Testament, Matthew. We've gone through uh, the first three chapters, and we'll also bounce around and talk about whatever comes along, <clears throat> whatever the Lord gives us. And I'm asking the Lord to give us whatever he would have you to have for whoever it is out there. Sometimes we'll be speaking to people who don't have a whole lot to gain. They might have plenty to gain. There might be somebody that has a, a need for a particular message. We'll see what we have here. And uh, so it's Martin Manpopta with me here. And I suppose I'm identified on the YouTube or wherever so that you know who I am, Victor Hafetruk. And uh, we'll go from here. Lord, thank you. Lots of thoughts in my head. And uh, they come and go. I don't know how that works. But there's, 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 there are things there that people need to hear. I think we can do Matthew. And as we go along, if these things come up, fine. And if they don't, I might just bring them out. So Martin, would you like to start reading from chapter four where we left off? Sure. Uh, then the spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Okay, I've got something to say, Martin. Oh, let's didn't take long. When uh, Marilyn and I were first baptized with the Holy Spirit, that, that verse there struck me near the beginning of our walk in the Spirit. There was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And I thought, well, what's that all about? Why, why is the Son of God presenting himself before the devil? Or why is the devil, why is Satan waiting there presenting himself to do a job? How can, how can there be this battle that people see between God and Satan as though there's a competition and it's anybody's guess who's going to win? How can that be? And of course, I would say psychophants of Christianity, Christian doctrine, the Christian church, so to speak, would, uh, would say, well, yeah, but God's good and, and God's going to win in the end. But it wasn't making sense to me. I'd always perceived Satan as this bad guy who could show up anywhere, do anything. But here he was being set up by God. I don't see any other way. God was in charge of Satan. And that struck me. I thought, wow. And then I had a vision from the Lord during those first days in 1975, where Satan was slaying me on an altar. He had this large knife that looked like a Roman sword, like one of those short swords, but it was a, a long knife. And he was bringing his knife down on me. He was killing me. I was a sheep on the 
on the altar. And the Lord was standing in front of the altar, facing the altar, with his hands hanging down, but folded like this, one over the other. And he was maybe 15, 20 feet away from the altar. And Satan seemed to have this kind of a sinister look on his face, but maybe not. He was, I just knew that he represented evil. And he was taking evil pleasure in doing what he was doing. And I was seeing the Lord watching that whole scene. And the Lord was just standing there perfectly satisfied and very, very pleased to see that. And I'm and I'm and I'm thinking, Lord, what do you why don't you deliver me? Why don't you help me? Save me. Satan's killing me. What are you doing? Lord, help. But he was very pleased to see what was happening. And then uh, I think it was in the seventh year, that vision was fulfilled. And I understood what, what that was all about. It was an amazing thing. But that verse here that, we just, that you just finished reading uh, stuck out to me that Satan was only serving God. For the purpose of evil, Satan is never there for anybody's good. He's there for evil. And he is our adversary. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to save Satan here. I'm not trying to uh, legitimize him in, as, as someone that, was, that is just as good or, or whatever, as, as a good servant of the Lord. He's there to do evil. But he's assigned. He is totally supervised by the Lord. He does God's will. Imagine, not very many people are going to want to hear that Satan does God's will. But that's what's happening. And there he is now. The Son of God has to subject himself to these temptations that, that we're going to be reading about here. And I think that, um, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but when it talks about the Spirit leading Jesus into the desert, I mean, that's just the good news here. I presume it's it's originally wilderness. It is in the King James, whatever the Hebrew yeah. or the Greek is. And I've wondered if it's a, a literal wilderness, like this whole time he's just what walking around by himself with the scrub and the wild animals and sleeping underneath a, what, a wild olive or whatever. I don't really think that that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. We've all had wilderness periods in our life. Right. And I think that the temptations here aren't just, you know, like the classic devil on your shoulder. There's the devil in the wilderness. Like, hey, why don't you do this? Hey, why don't you, in the whole time, he's alone with the devil, no other human beings wandering around right. in a wilderness. I don't right. really think that that's what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason why a lot of the scriptures remain unrelatable to people it's because they, they don't get, well, you need revelation to understand what's really happening. Right. And they're written that way. But I, like the first temptation here, um, if you're God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. I think the Lord had, Jesus had power. He could do these things. He had all of those glories accessible to him. But his mm -hmm. whole life was one of continually laying his glories by. 
right? And it was like, no, I only work where my father works. He could do those things. He could just turn the stones into bread. But it wasn't what he was here for is to, to show off power. It was to put all that aside. Power, fleshly power is Satan's glory. Right. That's, that's, his, that's his role. He's here to keep us in his domain on earth in mm -hmm. the power of the flesh. Right. Right. And he knew the power that Jesus had. And so it was his job to tempt him to use that for his own glory instead of living his life solely dedicated to God's, his father's glory. Right. And so I think that these temptations here are far less literal mm -hmm. and far more a parable. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of situations where, you know, the Lord can put you through, well, I mean, the Lord will put th people through trying times, say periods of poverty or being yeah. on very little. And there was Jesus in those situations. He, he didn't, he, he had the power to just solve the problem himself instead of subjecting himself to the father's will. Mm -hmm. And so there would have been those temptations that had to be overcome. Hmm. and satan was coming along and just being like hey well you know why don't you just you, you can do whatever you want just turn the stones into bread feed yourself so, provide for so yourself so you're saying that he could do uh anything uh on his own because he had the power and not and he he didn't have to stick to the power of god how, how did you put that yeah well i i, I think he he had that power he was god but it was it was continually laying all of that by and sticking only to what the father wanted. Hmm. And, yeah. and he couldn't do anything else. He had the nature of God. And and like we've discussed, he, he could only do the right thing. But was he, was he not limited to the uh, to this realm, the natural realm of, of man? And, and that's how he that's how he came so that he could save us out of this realm. Like it says, for example, that um, my father works and I work. And I can't do anything without the father. Right. And so I've, I've wondered here where, you know, because Satan says to him, if you're God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. In other words, like you've got that power. Right. And, and, and Jesus doesn't say, well, no, actually, I had those powers taken from me or I laid them by, that's part of the program. It just right. wasn't his, it wasn't his focus at all. It was like, look, I only work where the father works. I can't do anything without him. Like that was his calling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if you haven't brought up a, a point here somehow. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I've just, I've had these thoughts reading this, so. Okay, uh, I'm thinking, there's, there's Jesus saying, I can't, I can't do, I can't do that because it's not the Father's will. It's not what the Father is doing. And if the Father isn't doing it, I'm not called to do it. I'm not here to do it. Anything other than what the Father wants. And right. so I don't know, I don't know that he could have made those stones into bread because it wasn't the Father's will. Right. And he couldn't do yeah. anything but the Father's will. Right. And in that That's, sense, he couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I've never I've never put a whole pile of thought into it, but yeah. I just I just wonder here with, with Satan, like, well, for example, is it even really a temptation if you don't have the power to do it? 
I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. if he's saying yeah. turn the stones into bread, how is that being tempted by the devil unless he could? Unless yeah. he could deviate from what the Lord wanted for him. And and now, of course, he had the full power over death. He 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 couldn't choose the wrong thing, having the nature of God, having that yeah. perfect obedience in his spirit. Yeah. But I, I well, still think somehow that there had to have been the carnal power. The, like I said, if it's a temptation, you, then you should be able to do it. When we're when we're tempted to do things, by the devil, we're tempted to do things that we can do. Not tempted to do things that we can't do. It's otherwise you're not really tempted. When you say I was tempted, it's almost like I could have, but I won't. I can't do anything except for what's required of me. As in the can't being more of a permission than an ability. Yeah. I don't know, though. I remember instances, or an instance off the top, not that I need to get into it, where I believed I could do something or just by ex- exercising faith. And it didn't happen, couldn't happen. And the only explanation I have for that is because it wasn't the Father's will that it happened. And yet I was, I had received the spirit only a year, year and a half earlier, whatever it was. And uh, it was, it was a, a temptation to do a miracle or a, a desire mm-hmm. to do a miracle mm-hmm. uh, to control the weather in a, in a situation there as mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. with, with the waves and the wind. And uh, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that we can say that we can only be tempted if we can do it. I think what we can do is presume to exercise our will when the father isn't working. Right. And therefore, and therefore you can't do it. It, right. can't, it can't happen. That's the right. way I'm seeing it at the moment. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're, the, the temptation is to deviate from the will of God. Yes. That's right. To and satisfy or... And it's to glorify yourself, really. Or like, provide for yourself or what have you. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. And if it's the Father's will for you to provide for yourself in some particular situation, so be it. And there may even be times when you end, you end up being humble because the Father does give you the power to do something that otherwise you shouldn't, you shouldn't do. Hmm. Like Moses striking the rock. Right. He had the power to do it. But he wasn't supposed to be exercising that power in that right. spirit. Right. In that intention. So, yeah. And so, so that's, and so that's kind of what I'm seeing here with this situation. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So anyway, one day we'll understand these things. Right. Um, but in, in any case, I don't, I don't really think that these are one-off literal events taking place in the middle of nowhere right i think they're 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 more general descriptions of the temptations that exist being the son of god walking among the sons of men internal exactly than external right Yeah. yeah And a lot of times people will be, oh, you know, Lord, can you provide the money to do this or that? And I ask, you know, and people are wanting to pray for all these things in faith. And 
and they're not they're not saying look whatever whatever god puts in my path is good enough i need to do what i need to do and he'll provide mm -hmm. whatever he wants to provide mm -hmm. enough that you can't ask sometimes but so often people are just trying to ask in faith to get an easy solution yeah and and yeah. like jesus jesus says here man cannot live by bread alone in other words the physical isn't the focus here right it's not just yeah. about solving physical problems right that's not what it's all about. He would have been feeding people, the multitudes, over and over and over again. He would have been having campaigns to... It would have been Arthur Pulaski all over again. Exactly. That's, that's right. about it. That's not, that's not the Lord's mission. But what I did also notice, notice was that um, as a young Christian, as, a, as a, a spiritual baby in Christ, he let us ask some things. And normally it wasn't it wasn't something that you would do as a mature Christian, not something mm -hmm. you would ask for. Mm -hmm. uh, but he would give it to me. He would he mm -hmm. would give us things. Uh, I look back now and I I don't see that as having gotten cold or backslidden or anything like that. But I see where he answered prayers rather marvelously in a lot of places, did things for us. And 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 he wouldn't necessarily do those same things now. Hmm. And you wonder, well, have I lost the power? Uh, but I'm seeing where, and I'm kind of reminded of 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 this because of how you're bringing this up, and that is that uh, he gives us maturity so that we're not asking for little things that little kids might ask for. Mm -hmm. That he might give, that a parent might give the child, mm -hmm. but later on. He might say to you, "Well, you're 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 either going to have to change your focus, or 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 learn to do something yourself, mm -hmm. right? Right? So, yeah, you have to grow and learn, and 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 the Lord will respond to you in a different way down the road than He would in the beginning. Right. So then." I, and we'll go through them here, the temptations, but it's it's like they're they're parables. They're they're broad overarching lessons that um that every Christian, I mean he says, I am the way. In other words, the path that Jesus took through life, all the way to volunteering his own life, is the path that every person has to take. Mm -hmm. He he laid out the way to live. And more in principle than in actual act. You're not necessarily going to be tempted to do those specific things. Of course, of course. But it's, it's, and maybe it's just something that I experienced, but you read through all this. I was taught the scriptures, the words thereof, that you read through it over and over again, and I could quote them, and I could, I could remember the stories. And, but then you read back through it, and you're like, I, I mean, what are you supposed to get out of this? Yeah, you're right. People should focus more on the Bible than on a loaf of bread. I mean, it, it's so empty. It, you know, occasionally people quote it here and there, but how does it get applied? What are people getting out of this passage that you can't live on bread alone, but need every word that God speaks? What are people getting out of that? Right. But when you when you see it as Jesus going through all these circumstances, and like it says, he learned by the things that he suffered. 
you go through all these circumstances and these are the things that you need to learn. Now he had it in his nature to be perfectly obedient. And yeah. we have to we have to learn a lot of these things the hard way. There are so many misunderstandings of what is being said. Right. Like for example, people will think, all right, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God, and they see the Bible as that word. Right. So, right. so every every morning or whatever, or every evening, whatever they choose, they're gonna have to read some Bible to have life. Mm -hmm. But that really isn't what the Bible is talking about. Yes, we should be reading the scriptures. And if we don't have a, uh, an interest in, in the scriptures, a deep interest and a desire for them, then you, I can question whether you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. I really can. Because I can't see any believer not interested in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But but that that isn't Jesus isn't saying read your Bible every day because you just can't live by bread alone. Mm -hmm. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about communication with the Father. He's talking about fellowship with the Father. You have spiritual food. You need the spiritual food. Mm -hmm. And the Bible, the Bible can be just simply physical food. And I was, not, I was, not, I was go just going to say the the. I was just going to say. I was waiting for my my opening there to say exactly that the Bible can actually end up being the bread that he yeah. says men cannot live on bread alone and the bible sure. can easily be that bread sure it's not just talking about physical food it's talking about uh, a carnal understanding and there are millions that feed on the bible as a physical food correct and they're not getting the spiritual food from it isn't that right. interesting and the they're bible, not hearing the bible is no ordinary book it's not like any other book it's not like any of the other holy books so called whether it's the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita, whatever that is, you know, the East Indian <laughs> book or whatever. Right. Uh, it, it's just not there or the, or the uh, uh, well, in any of the holy books or any, any other book, historical book, or some of the great writings by what? Dostoevsky and, and, and all these other guys, uh, Shakespeare. That's not where it's at. The Bible is above all of that. But it can't be there without the anointing of God, without the revelation of God, without the spirit of God opening it up to you. Right. And and it says here, uh, every word that God speaks. And I think the good news does a good job there. Because it, yeah. they, they take it out of the recognizable word. Of, <clears throat> sorry. <coughs> they take it out of the recognizable every word of God, which people associate with the Bible. And say every word that God speaks. And, you know, like it says, my sheep hear my voice. <coughs> so obviously the Lord is talking about a lot more than just the Bible. The Bible. It's every word that he speaks to you. And he's and spoken he can... a lot more than what you find in the Bible. Right. And he, and he speaks through all kinds of people and all kinds of circumstances. Absolutely. <coughs> and the Bible also tells you that. Jesus spoke a lot more and did a lot more than what's recorded. It's mm -hmm. impossible to, to carry that all in the Bible, of course. And we have other books that weren't included in the canon, in the biblical canon. <clears throat> and people think, well, because it's not in the canon, therefore, it's not of God. Well, for a lot of the books, that's true. There, there's been a lot of spurious uh, writing out there. However, 
I do not believe that there uh, are no other books that that where where the where the uh, prophets weren't speaking. They're even mentioned in the scriptures where there there were other books. Mm -hmm. The annals of the kings of Judah. Well, they might say that that's in the book of Kings, but you've got the book of Enoch, for example, right? Mm -hmm. I don't see that in the Bible. Enoch is referred to. He's referred to as one who prophesied. There, there's lots of record out there uh, that that is not in the Bible. But people start to idolize the Bible like they did the brazen serpent on a pole, mm -hmm. right? That only served a tiny piece of their experience. And yet they were worshiping it. How much more of the Bible where it records the Hebrew history and, and the, the beginning of, of Christianity, Christ coming and laying down his life, and raise, raising himself from the dead. How much more? Are they, are they going to worship the Bible? Sure they are. People are going to worship. They're prone to worship anything. They're, mm -hmm. they're prone to worshiping us. They're prone to worshiping themselves. They're mm -hmm. prone to worshiping their church, their pastors, their doctrine. Man well, basically, an anything idolater. but God. Yeah, Any, that's right. Anything but God. Man is a an idolater at heart. Dogs, a super cats. idolater. Yeah, whatever. And it's and today, I'm amazed at what they're willing to worship. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Anything, anything but God. Anything. Man. And I said, I've said it again and again and again. Man will believe any lie, no matter how preposterous, no matter how ludicrous before he'll believe the truth. I've also said that the he doesn't have the capacity to believe the truth. Man does not have the capacity to believe the truth without God's grace. Prove me wrong. Tell me I'm right. wrong. That's right. fine. I don't care. If you prove me wrong, I'll, I'll be good with that. But that's what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing that man just refuses to believe the truth. That's all. He can't believe the truth, Martin. He can't <laughs> believe it. He can't. It's impossible. And that's why we need his salvation. That's why we need his grace. Mm -hmm. It's only the truth that will make you free. Mm -hmm. And if you can't believe the truth, you're not free. Mm -mm. And if you can't believe the truth, you need someone else to, to do something with you. Mm -hmm. A higher power. It is simple. It is very straightforward. It's simple. Mm -hmm. And not very many people are preaching these things out there. Very few. There's there's versions of it and slants on it, but yeah, but ultimately it's not consistent. Well, I think I made it to verse two. Wow. Yeah. So maybe we should moving right along. We should keep our momentum before we lose it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know we're amateurs at this, aren't we, Martin? That's. It's our, it's our, it's our third or fourth. So yeah, I guess so. <laughs> After spending forty days and nights without food, Jesus was hungry. And the devil came to him and said, "If you are God's son, order these stones to turn into bread." But Jesus answered, "The Scripture says, man cannot live on bread alone, but needs every word that God speaks." Then the devil took Jesus to Jerusalem, the holy city, set him up on the highest point of the temple. And said to him, if you are God's son, throw yourself down. For the scripture says, 
God will give orders to his angels about you. They will hold you up with their hands so that not even your feet will be hurt on the stones. Can I back up? Of course, I stopped so that you could. <laughs> so I remember, I'm being reminded of things way back, you know, half a century ago. And uh, people used to just want to get an answer from the, from the Lord. So what would they do? They would just open the Bible. Mm -hmm. and whatever, whatever verse their eyes hit on, that's the answer from God, they would say. <laughs> the magic gate ball approach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there were times when that worked in your early youth, when you were young and foolish in the spirit. Mm -hmm. God would give you an answer. I, that, that's happened. Mm -hmm. But you get into that habit and you're asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're, you're not. Now you're idolizing the Bible. And now it's divination. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. he, he, he will link, wink, I'm sorry, at certain things in your life. Mm -hmm. He'll mm -hmm. wink at them. Okay. You know, that, like a little kid, he might do something. Well, isn't that cute? Right. 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 But after a while, all right, son or daughter, don't do that anymore. Okay. Or right. you can't do that anymore. You've got to, you've got to do this, that, or the other, or do it differently. So, so he, he changes you as you go along and he teaches you. But, but it used to be, I can remember when people would just, that would be their answer. But the answer has to come from the Lord. You have to have a relationship with the Lord. That's where he wants you to come to so that if you need something, you ask him, you talk right. to him. And it's no longer depending on the Bible, which a lot of the people out there in religious circles, they'll say, especially as you've shared, you know, the reform people, this is the entire word of God. It stopped 2000 years ago. It was sealed. <laughs> There's no more to be had. They call themselves, this is my favorite. They call themselves cessationists yeah that's and it's right. like yeah. a wonderful god, term eh god they, has they ceased, seized right. yeah god has ceased to exist yeah they're the ones who seized him ceased him to to exist right exactly right? and you know when you cease god to exist to you he ceases to exist mm -hmm. and he'll deliver you over to your folly he'll deliver you over to your nonsense he'll deliver you over to your destruction that you you imposed on yourself by rejecting him mm -hmm. and you are rejecting him when you tell anybody when you say to yourself and to others that that this bible was completed it's the entire word of god there's no more to be had where god are you no longer hear? speaks that's right that's right or he speaks through the bible this is what they say right right and he's not speaking through the bible to people such as those they 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 don't have any connection with the lord they just don't right Right, and they're trying to rationalize their lack of hearing from him by telling everyone that he no longer speaks. It's like they've yeah. they've become completely deaf, and so they're like, God doesn't say anything anymore. I mean, we can't hear him. That's right. That's right. And they're Clearly not his sheep. Right. They're not his sheep, so they don't right. hear his voice, and yeah. then they just say that God isn't talking anymore. That's right. It's That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know there'll be there'll be situations. I remember yours in your in your uh, past there, where you spent all your money just to see how the Lord would provide. And 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 like you say, when we're, we're when we're young, we do these things. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael did that recently, and it's like you're and the Lord you, provided, you, and the Lord and he, provided, and he didn't think he had, didn't even right. see it for a look, and it was in his face. Right, right. That's crazy. And the Lord sends some. The Lord sends somebody his way provides yeah. for him well god didn't provide for me right 
And then he writes again and he says, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. He did provide. Isn't totally. that something? And he's faithful. He's always faithful and true. Always. Right. And yeah. and he over and he overlooks these situations. Like you said, when we're young, where we can do things like that. And and you don't know what you're doing, and you're like, is he there? I guess I'm gonna go out on a limb and do this. And and there was the devil saying to him, Why don't you just go out on a limb? Why don't you put yourself in harm's way? That's right. And and see what God does for you. And he and he tolerates that, like you say, but that's not the rule. Right. That's not how we walk with the Lord. Yeah. Right. And 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 it says here, Jesus answered. But the scriptures also say, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Right. Do you have the King James there? What does it say in verse seven? I shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Uh, what does it say before verse, that? Verse seven? Verse six? Yeah, the full the full the full verse of seven. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Right. So I was just wondering if it was uh, saying also there. Also where? Because it says here, but the scriptures also say, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Yeah, it doesn't say that here. Well, it says it is written again. Right. And I think that's what it's referring to out of the King James, yeah. because yeah. here's Satan quoting the scriptures. Um. Right, isn't he? Uh, for the scripture says, God will give orders to his angels about you, and they will hold you up with their hands, that not even your feet will be hurt on the stones. Yeah. So there's, there's Satan using the scriptures. Yeah. And how often do all these religious con men around the countryside use tell people, the scriptures. basically use the scriptures to instruct people to put the Lord your God to the test? Yeah. All these all these thieves and liars, the, uh, the, the prosperity guys. Yeah. prosperity guys hey just hand your whole paycheck over to us and see how the lord's going to provide that's right and uh and that's just i mean that's ridiculous right. the lord expects us to be responsible unless he's giving you a specific command to do something right you don't just you don't just sit there and keep trying the lord's patience by demanding signs from him right right yeah. a wicked and unbelieving generation asks for a sign yeah and I certainly wasn't the one who asked Michael for that, whatever no. it was he did. I didn't ask for that. But Michael stepped forth. Now, whether he was uh, misguided within or not, the Lord honored him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's merciful and he covers over all that stuff. He does. He knows, he knows the heart. Yeah. He doesn't judge you according to your performance. Yeah. Neither does he honor. He may... He, he may uh, uh, tolerate some things, which he does, obviously. He's merciful, like you say, long-suffering. But he doesn't tolerate those kinds of requests for evil intent. Right. He doesn't do that. I don't right. care who you are. I don't care how young a Christian you are or how old you are. He won't tolerate that. That's right. He knows the heart. That's idolatry. Why should, he, why should he tolerate idolatry? And what kind of wicked God would it be if he encouraged you to be idolatrous by rewarding you? Or... And, and covetous. Right. Why, why would he encourage that? He is steady. He is sure. He is unchanging. Mm -hmm. He does Faithful not change. Faithful and true. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But I'll tell you, Martin, uh, I was just thankful to see that happen there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we can... we. It just serves us to be able that much more. Everybody, believers, to trust, mm -hmm. to trust the, a, a, a loving, faithful father, mm -hmm. a caring father.
Mm -hmm. Very patient. And uh, I'm told that I'm this horrible person that influences people in that direction. I have hey. a letter. I have a letter written for for his father there that I'll run by you. But I'm I'm a little angry with him. A little is an understatement. I understand. I understand what you're saying, and uh, I get angry at all kinds of things like that. And I've come to the place where I'm thinking, you know what, you guys. Uh, I'm going to be less apologetic. I'm going to be less subtle or, or mm. kind or understanding. I'm just going to come out with it already. I'm going to be saying things that you are just not going to like. I'm sure of it. And that's mm -hmm. too bad. If I'm speaking the truth, if I'm right in what I'm saying, yes. then you're the one that's the horrible guy for not listening to me. No, and the, and the horrible guy for watching his son starve to death. Yes. While he lives, while he lives his own pleasure-filled life, it's it's, yeah. it's so terrible. And it, Martin, it's, he's. I want to point out he's no different than all the fathers we've run into. No kidding. They're 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 all a bunch of. I don't know what you would want to call them, but they're selfish, very selfish. Selfish and they, jerks. And and they they care for their children like like a, a wolf cares for a rabbit. Exactly, or a, or a fox for a chicken in a chicken house. That's how they care. And, you, you, and, take and, it, you know what? And it doesn't take a whole lot to prove that. Right. All it takes, well, I, I maybe it takes a lot because God steps in. He doesn't do that very often to a lot of people. Very few, but he steps in and say, and, and calls this child to himself. Mm -hmm. And then the war breaks out. Mm -hmm. And those people are exposed for what they really are. Until then, the children didn't know. They didn't see that. Right, and we don't have to be derogatory or defamatory of, of, right. of anybody. We just don't. All we have to do is speak the truth, the, right. the biblical truth, the, right. the book that people hate, and they mock right. you for it. Mm -hmm. They mock you for it, but there it is. It's the powerful word of God, in print, mm -hmm. anointed by the Spirit, and when that comes, watch out. The mm -hmm. Lord's there to, with a sword to divide. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you anybody can do to defeat that. And you're a nothing. horrible person. You're a horrible person. Yeah. Because because you took a dog's bone away. That's about it. You you go up to a dog and you grab their meal out of their mouth, and they're gonna think you're a terrible person. They're gonna Absolutely. bite and snap at you. And but that's that's their love. They they love children, like they love dinner. I I can relate a story to you there, when Marilyn was a a little girl probably a toddler yeah i think so and they had a dog and they loved the dog and the dog was just a you know he's waggy wagging his tail and licking you and whatever else he's he was there very friendly very uh, very very pleasant to have around it was eating its food out of this dish and marilyn crawled over there and grabbed something out of its dish And it snapped its jaws on her face viciously. She still has the scars to show it. All of a sudden, this dog turned. The nature, the nature, its basic nature suddenly became, we don't have a double screen here anymore. Its nature suddenly became um, evident. The underlying nature suddenly became evident when Marilyn did that. 
And it was a rough thing. They did not kill the dog. They understood what the dog was about. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they fixed Marilyn up. They bandaged her up or whatever. Um, but there, there was a dog defending itself, defending its territory. Not for the good of the child. Right. Not for the good of its master. So when the Lord comes along and takes something of yours and you react that way, it's evident that you're not there for your master. Right. You're not even acknowledging the master. Right. You just want what you have. You just want what you own and nobody's going to touch it. Right. And in the master's mercy, he didn't kill the dog because he understood. Isn't that right. something? Yeah. I'm just and, seeing here. And, and of course, the master's child didn't, didn't uh, do that again. Right. They learned, they learned a big lesson. But where we are, where we're calling men out to into the kingdom of God, it's not something we shouldn't be doing. The truth makes you free. And when you speak the truth and God requires something of you, you need to follow. You need to obey. You need to respond. And, and when it's your time, it's your time. If you're not going to do it in your time, it's not going to happen. God doesn't keep running after you. Right. I'm, I'm just letting you know that I can see here on my device that's recording here that even though I have it plugged in, I'm losing power a little faster than I'm gaining it. So we're about halfway through right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you want to read more verses after all? Yeah, so we'll, we'll get a little further here and hopefully this uh, this charge lasts here. I'm... I'm like I said, we're we're losing ground slowly. What what happened there? Well, like, why oh, just, is that I, I started with a lower charge on my device and figured we'd be fine, but it's using up power faster than it's charging. Oh. So I'm just slowly stepping down here. So there's so. an example of where you don't do that again. Do what again? I'll have to have this start, start, charge done. Starting with a low charge. Yeah, well, exactly, for sure. Okay. Um so anyway, um, yeah, then, then the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their greatness. All this I will give to you, the devil said, if you just kneel down and worship me. And Jesus answered, go away, Satan. The scripture says, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left Jesus and the angels came and helped him. And there's another general lesson. E even if these were specific events, they're, they're surely meant for the general principles where there's an opportunity to get glory, an opportunity to have people worshiping you. I mean, when you, when you sign a deal with the devil, we almost always talk about it, right? Oh, yeah, he, signed, he, he made a deal with the devil. Well, yeah. you, agree to, you, you agree to give the devil some worship, so that you can get some worship. That's that's why people make a deal with the devil. They want to be worshipped, or to get whatever they want, whatever right. it is riches, which fame, is which whatever. is which is about them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Jesus is saying, worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. Yeah. And so it's it's Jesus is saying, no, I'm not going to serve you, and neither will I serve myself. Yeah, verse 11, 
Then the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Were they ministering to him because he had gone without food for 40 days? And he was just really famished. He was hungry. It says that. Mm-hmm. He was very hungry, of course. So, or was it because of the, the spiritual <clears throat> battle that he'd been going through? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, in fasting, I don't, I don't, I can't say that there was any time, any need for me to be ministered to by angels to, for, for physical purposes. Right. But we do get left by the Lord, right? Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Yeah. We do get put through tests and trials that we have to grow up and mature and deal with and go through. But then after your faithfulness to the Lord is proven out to you and to the Lord, then it's like he provides relief. He, he ministers to you, reassures you. You can have a situation like you've gone through where you think like, am I crazy? Nobody else agrees with me here. And, and nobody's coming your way like your song talks about there. And you have to go through that. And then afterwards, he can provide you company and the things to reassure you and all that. But you have to go through these periods of being without. Yes. And, it's, and it's very difficult to go through. And But then, you know, then the Lord is faithful to send messengers, people to minister to you. And angels don't necessarily have to be, you know, some glowing things fluttering down with their wings from on high. They're just people that he puts in your life to comfort you, reassure you, encourage you, minister to you. Uh, Angels can come in various forms. Right. But they're messengers, primarily. I think the word. Yeah. Yeah. And they may not speak speak a word to you. That's right. They'll, They'll be there as a comforter. Right. That's what the Holy Spirit is referred to as. Right. And they'll come representing representing God, manifesting God. God will manifest himself through, mm-hmm. uh, through, through angels. It'll mm-hmm. be, the angel will be a manifestation of God. That's why right. often, often in the Old Testament, sometimes it'll say it was the angel of the Lord that spoke. Sometimes it'll say it's the Lord that spoke. Well, which right. is it? Which is it? And, and there's right. not much difference between the Lord's messengers and him. That which you do to the least of mine, you do to me. Well, also, I I understand angels to be manifestations of God. It's His word. He He gives form to His word. He speaks. It's mm-hmm. His message. Hence, a messenger. Right. Angelos, the Greek angel, messenger. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he went away to Galilee. He did not stay in Nazareth, but went to live in Capernaum a town by Lake Galilee in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was done to make come true what the prophet Isaiah had said, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali on the road to the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee, land of the Gentiles. The people who live in darkness will see a great light. On those who live in the dark land of death, the light will shine. From that time, Jesus began to preach his message, turn away from your sins because the kingdom of heaven is near. And isn't that how he works? He goes and finds the people who need him. Nobody else is ready yet. They have no need. And he's prepared. 
he's prepared those people that need him. Mm -hmm. And he's faithful to provide for those who need him. For sure. Yeah. So if you're seeking after God, genuinely seeking after God, it's not because there's any virtue with you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's God that's been working with you. Mm -hmm. He's way ahead of you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't your initiative. Well, I, I look back and think I wasn't seeking for God. I wasn't on some right. mission to find him. Some of these people, oh, I've been calling for the Lord. I've been praying for years. I've been this and that. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't remember any of that. I'm pretty sure he just grabbed a hold of me because I was about to die. Yeah. That's about how I feel about it. Yeah. Well, you were about, about to die. I know. I know. Yeah. It was not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was not like that. Uh, he put me through a couple of years of just, just, just desperately searching for him. Right. It was a desperation. I just was fed up with this world. I couldn't see anything more of any value in this world that I, nothing that I wanted, nothing that fulfilled me. And I had knew that, that it had to be more. It had to be more. Hmm? I, I, I had that in the background. I was always, I was looking for something. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just, I guess because I was raised a mainstream Christian, I just thought to some extent that I already had him. And so yeah. the thing I was looking for was something else. Right. Like there had to be more than just him. I, I wasn't thinking any of it consciously. I was, I was, said, go ahead. What, what they said was God was not God. Exactly. And, and so you I thought was, it was God because they told you it was God. And exactly. you weren't getting what you knew. You knew inherently you knew there has to be more to God than that. So I was reading all the books on philosophy. I was reading all of the intellectuals and trying to find some kind of meaning. So that was there. It just wasn't, wasn't that conscious. It just happened. You're right. And, yeah. and I know that I was being prepared because when I heard what I was looking for, when I heard the answer, I was overjoyed. I wasn't upset i wasn't argumentative like i can easily be i was just absolutely thrilled to have relief you found that great treasure in the field mm -hmm. and you traded everything else you had for it and you're in a land of darkness stumbling around and then a great light comes and you're like yeah amen. no arguing with that amen and that's what it's talking about here he finds the people that need him amen he doesn't yeah. just go find he doesn't go find the the upstanding people and try to give them an upgrade he finds, the, he finds the people that can hardly stand. What did Jesus say? I thank thee, Father, in heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. For so it seemed good in your sight that you should give it to the, to the simple, the poor, right. the babes, and yeah. not, to the, not to the wise and prudent. Right. Yeah, it's not our virtue. And he makes, he makes sure we know that. Yeah, he makes sure everybody else knows it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. So... As Jesus walked along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw two brothers who were fishermen, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew catching fish in the lake with a net. Jesus said to them, come with me and I will teach you to catch men. At once they left their nets and went with him. He went on and saw two other brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in their boat with their father Zebedee, getting their nets ready. Jesus called them, and at once they left the boat and their father and went with him. They left their boat and their father and went with him. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the way it is. And oh, it wasn't I'm because it wasn't because they had to hate him or despise him. Nothing like that at all. There was no condemnation involved. No uh, choice of quality. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. It's just God speaking to a soul and saying, come with me. Come with me. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Jesus went all over Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news about the kingdom, and healing people who had all kinds of disease and sickness. The news about him spread through the whole country of Syria, so that people brought to him all who were sick, suffering, all kinds of diseases and disorders, people with demons, epileptics, and paralytics, and Jesus healed them all. Large yeah. crowds large crowds followed him from Galilee and the ten towns from Jerusalem, Judea, and the land on the other side of the Jordan. Okay. So there he was, went to the the place where people needed help and he helped them. He meets people in their need. Yeah. People of faith. <clears throat> he even he even gives to people that don't have faith. He's that merciful. But especially to those of the faith. He's always he's always faithful. Always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something else we need to point out and remind people of again and again, it's not their faith. Except it, it is their faith, but it's faith that God has especially given them outside the usual ordinary faith that you might exercise in all of your life. You know, you go to bed, you have faith that you'll wake up in the morning. You have faith because of custom, because of habit, because of any number of things, because of things you've experienced many times over. So there's a kind of faith involved in all of our life. But... Uh, the spiritual faith is the one that, that God is interested in. He wants That's the faith he wants us to live in and exercise. Because after all, we're not going to be staying in this realm. Right. We're headed out. We're being prepared here. That's what's happening. And uh, I keep talking about these, uh, these teachers out there who are not teaching what needs to be taught. And I'm not just talking Christian pastors, evangelists, speakers, so-called men of God. I'm not just talking about them, but I'm talking about everybody. They don't have the answer for today's situation, for mm -hmm. today. The answer, the reality. They're not getting it. And mm. I'm talking, I'm talking all of these people, people that are praised, honored, desired, uh, popular by, by the world. Mm -hmm. They don't have the answer. And Martin, I've talked to you about this. We've talked about it many times. And I have to say, and I want to say, and I do say that it's up to us. Mm -hmm. And and I got to get off of this, uh, whatever you want to call it, wagon, claiming that it sounds arrogant or saying that it, declaring that it sounds arrogant, right? I got to get off of that and just, just say what I have to say. Well, you know, if, if it's, it's, like, it's like there's a bunch of people drowning. And you're on a boat, and you happen to have a rope. 
And you look around and you see a bunch of other people drowning with them and they're all talking about how they're going to save everybody. And you're like, I don't really see how you're going to pull that off. You're all in the same, you're all in the same position here. Yeah. We have a rope. Yeah. Would it be arrogant of the guy with a rope on a boat to be like, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that can help you guys. It's not arrogant. It's just a fact. They're all thrashing around in the stormy sea. And just because they find themselves a log to temporarily hang on to, doesn't mean yeah. they're in any position to help anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And a lot of them aren't sure that they can help. And a lot of them are. I right. can help you. But I even hear people like uh, Jordan Peterson. No offense. Jordan Peterson, even he will say he doesn't have all the answers. He, <laughs> he'll say that. But he talks about how he's given this and that and the other a lot of thought. Right, and he's 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 thought a lot of these things through. He's a thinker, obviously a very intelligent man, and uh, but he doesn't have the answers. He does not have the answer. And people are reading his what 12, 12 rules for life and however many other books and listening to his speeches. Jordan Peterson doesn't have the answer. He just doesn't. That's it. Mm-hmm. Neither does anybody else. Uh, Donald Trump comes along, and everybody's. Uh, placing their bets on Donald Trump and hopefully hoping that they won't kill him before he gets to, to the presidency and is able to pull uh, U.S. out of the hole, the horrible hole that it's in, the horrible pit, horrible, just horrible. And what Donald Trump was doing was wonderful. The things he was doing, he made, he made sharp economic decisions, military decisions, social decisions, educational decisions, wonderful. But you know what? What he's not doing and what he can't do is give people the answer. He's not saying, people, Jesus Christ is the answer. You need to put your trust in him. You need to stop your sins. He's trying to line their pockets. He's trying to relieve their their grocery bill. He's trying to get the gas back. He's trying to be self-sufficient. That is not the answer. As good as it seems, and it's and as much as you and I both want all those things, we want law and order. We don't want the murderous traitors of this country uh, in office or anywhere else or on the street. He he says, "Here's what I'm going to do," and he demonstrates that he can do those things if given a chance, if given the freedom to do it. But he can't change hearts, Martin. Donald Trump can't change hearts. That's what has to happen. And nobody, 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 they're all ashamed of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I remember Sean Hannity saying something to, is it Roger Stone, who was in prison, mm-hmm. who, who the FBI came and grabbed and, and put him away for nothing, no no good reason. And and everything that they're going, the IRS and, and FBI and CIA are going after all the conservatives, the, the right-wing people who are not terrorists. They're doing all of that, but nobody is giving. I was going to say that Sean Hannity was professing Christ, and so does Tucker Carlson and several others professing Christ. But they're not able, and I'm not saying that they don't. How can I put it? I'm not saying that they can do something, but but aren't. What they should be doing, let me put it this way. I'm not saying that what they should be doing, they can do. They can't. 
they're not given the anointing to do it. They, they aren't given the anointing of God to, to represent God and tell the people what they need to hear. Am mm -hmm. I right? Well, if they, if they did That's, have that, then they would. I would suppose, you know, I don't know of too many examples of where people uh, are supposed to say something from God and they're not and they're not saying it, at least not in the scriptures, for example. And I, I can't name anybody out there who's doing that. But all I'm saying is that these people, I'm not saying that they are deliberately trying to hide uh, Jesus Christ, but I'm saying that they don't have the courage, they don't have the faith to preach Jesus Christ and to tell the people to, to turn from their sins. They would cease to be popular. Instantaneously. They Even among Christians. Even among Christians. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they just, they, they'd lose their audiences almost immediately. Mm -hmm. If, if, uh, if, if uh, Tucker Carlson, for example, and I'm not putting these guys down at all. Uh, I'd far sooner have them around than a lot of, a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. No, no doubt about it. Uh, the, 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 the riffraff that's there, in the White House and the American government right now, oh man, it's horrible. It's they're, a horrible scene. You know, they they're, they're like well-meaning doctors, like a well-meaning family doctor. Who's they? Uh, these guys, like Tucker Carlson and uh, yeah. and and the like. They're well-meaning family doctors. They they're they're kind of on your side a little bit. They want you to feel better, but mostly what they do is they identify the symptoms of your problem. And they try to prescribe various pharmaceuticals to relieve the discomfort. Figuratively but they speaking. Yeah, but they neither understand the source of the problem or the solution for the problem. Right. They only understand and can describe how bad the problem is ruining quality of life. And they have various suggestions on how to temporarily alleviate it, although most of those things will make it worse. But right. they mean well. They're not being yeah. evil. They're not being right. They're they're they've got this training. They have this understanding, and they for a time can do some people good. I mean, you don't want to just have a stroke and die. So they start prescribing blood thinners, but they're not addressing the source of the problem. Right. Nor do they have the solution. They're like modern medicine. That's what I'm saying. It's like modern medicine. It's not treating treating symptoms. Treating symptoms. That's right. And, and there's a limited amount of success in treating some well, of those symptoms. Of course. Right. Yes. You know, like if you put a bandaid on a wound, you're okay. But how did that wound come? Did it mm -hmm. blister up from your, within your body? America, the West, the world is sick, horribly sick. And they have only one answer and that's Jesus Christ. And, and they need to come to him by faith and they need to mm -hmm. come to him by repentance. That's mm -hmm. what has to happen. Now there are guys out there like, uh, Let's say Paul Washer, for example, he's he's rather fervent when it talks about sin. When he when he talks about sin, okay, but there he is representing John Calvin. Mm -hmm. so, so what are some of the marks of a true man of God? I am a true man of God. You are a man of God, Martin. What are some of the marks? One of the things is you you represent Jesus Christ. You speak against sin. You you speak against wrong. You declare it, you identify it, uh, and you require that people deal with that, right? But another mark of a, of a true man of God is that he will not 
he will not speak false doctrine. You're not going to be teaching Calvinism. You're not going to be having any kind of devotion towards uh, John Calvin or, or, or anybody else, any other man. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be teaching eternal damnation as, as, not... they, as, they, as they define it. You're not going to be speaking against the Holy Spirit and the gifts. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be upholding some denomination. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be a member of a denomination. If you look in the scriptures, we're reading through the uh, Gospels right now. You never found one man there that remained in a church, in a synagogue, in a denomination. Not and, one. And, and they all time... come out. They, they're all called out. God does not deal. Oh, he deals with everybody in a way, one way or another. But he does not send anointed servants of God, his servants, out to speak the truth and to represent him when they are uh, uh, operating in the context of a group organization of men. He doesn't do that. You don't see that anywhere in the scriptures. Paul, Paul the apostle in Corinthians, he condemned that. He says, there's no partisanship here. None. Zip. You guys say I'm, I'm a, of Apollos. Some of you mm -hmm. say I am of Cephas. Some of you say I am of Christ. Some of you say you are of Paul. He says it's all wrong. And yet these same people will, will, will preach from the Bible and say we, we preach nothing but the Bible. And here we are in a denomination or representing John Calvin like Paul Washer does. Not necessarily coming straight out and saying, hey, John Calvin is my hero kind of thing. But no, they're, they're representing his doctrine. And his doctrine is diabolical. Diabolical. Now you tell me, how are you going to be a servant of God, a faithful, true servant of God, and stand for diabolical doctrine? Right. And stand for or identify with a mean-spirited, vicious... Psychopathic murderer. Yes. <laughs> John Calvin. John Calvin. He killed many people. And then they'll give the argument, the people, the defenders, right? They'll say, well, yeah, but you have to understand the times, right? You have to, you have to understand the context. It was a different day. Right. At that, at that it point, goes Bernie... against the scriptures entirely. And the scriptures came up as, as long as 3,500 years ago, the New Testament 2,000 years ago. And you're going to say, well, the times are going to take precedence over the Bible. And yet you say that there's nothing more uh, that can be said by God because he, he wrote the Bible, he closed the canon, and now you just stick to the word of God. Then what are you doing running around like John Calvin and massacring, mass, massacring Christians? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Those guys are not of the Lord. They're not. I, I don't care. Um, I'm trying to think, think of other names, but they're all out there. John MacArthur, he's a Calvinist. And and they and they're and they're posing with with the other guys, who who are clearly like Benny Hinn and those guys. Those guys are all scumballs. They're scumballs. Yeah, now, are you going to tell me you might you might have your act together a lot better than Benny Hinn? Benny Hinn has a has a demonic act right going. Mm -hmm. and, but you you yours is much more clear concerning the scriptures and and conduct. But you're still identifying with him, and you're still standing on stage with him. Mm -hmm. Come on, that doesn't. <laughs> that's not Michael the Archangel and the Satan the Devil standing there together and saying, "Hey, you know, we're we're together in this." Satan was among the sons of God in the Book of Job. But but don't use that as an excuse for for 
being willing to stand with all of these guys, identify with them, and claim that you're a man of God. No, that's not true. Jordan Peterson doesn't claim to be a man of God, right? And he has a lot of philosophy, has a lot of learning, a lot of knowledge. He's a, he's a very, uh, he's a great thinker, but he doesn't have the answer. None of those guys do. We're the only ones that have the answer. Donald Trump wants good for people, wants good for the United States. He says it's been good to him. He wants to repay all fine and well. But Jesus Christ has to be the one pointed to as the answer. Nobody's doing that. Nobody is doing that. Or if they do, there, there's a Catholic cardinal who said, Jesus Christ is the answer. He said a lot of good things, wonderful mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. and, and, he, and he concluded that, that, uh, that Jesus Christ, people have to call on him and declare him as Lord. And he said, Jesus Christ is Lord. And I thought, this is wonderful stuff to hear. And then he says, get on the rosary, pray to Mary. There's your answer. Yep. What? The queen of heaven, Jeremiah chapter 44, chapter 45, the queen of heaven, that's Mary. That's the modern day queen of heaven. And he's telling people as a solution, as an answer, Amazing how they can lead you with the truth right up to the right up to the wire, and then dump you. Mm -hmm. Well, he got he got a little further than than many do, and identified the problem. Yes, the yes. problem being sin and separation from God yes. and all that. Isn't that so amazing? He, even, he got past identifying the symptom and actually yep. identified the problem. Yeah, and then and then he's got you, and then. And then pray to the whore of the heavens. That'll fix it. Yeah. Total betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So I'm saying I see this all the time, and I've been on the net for so much, for so long, and I, I search for, for people that have something. They don't have it. Ben Shapiro interviews John MacArthur, and he interviews a lot of other people. Dennis Prager that has a lot of good things to say. You know, his five-minute videos with with all sorts of people, Candace Owen and, 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 and so many others, Candace on, on racism and, and slavery and all that. Uh, so many of them, all good stuff, good stuff. But Dennis Prager does not know the Messiah. Candace Owen does not know the Messiah. They don't, and they need to. That's the answer. He's the answer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He wasn't fooling when he said those things. He wasn't playing games. You know, uh, Michael was saying to us, well, I didn't really understand. I guess you needed to really spell it out to me. I really didn't get it. And I understand that because the Lord's taught me that too. I have to be straightforward with people. I have to tell them the way it is. I can't beat around the bush, right? So this is what we have to do. Mm -hmm. and, and we're talking about all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we have tedium answers for every little thing. That's not the way it works. We have to turn people to the Lord and, and he will be their Lord and he will show them. He will guide them through all these things. Otherwise, there's no way that we can handle any of that. We can't, we can't handle that burden. You can't talk to everybody and, and tell everybody every little thing. You don't, you don't have the time it's or just... the power or anything else, but they, you're also going to be attracting attention to yourself as the messenger or as the, as the channel uh, from God, a mediator. But that's not the answer. You can't be a great helper and be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
you're going to have to turn people to him and let him do what he has to do. Mm -hmm. That's what has to happen. And that's our calling. That's our calling. And, and it's so almost unbelievable. But I have to believe it mm -hmm. because it's the truth. It's the truth. It's a little bit like um, in the scriptures where he said that he looked around and could find nobody else. Yes. So his own arm mm -hmm. saved, saved him. But it, it, it's kind of, and I'm not saying that it's our arm, but we've been made to be his arms. That's right. We cannot say that it's our arm. It's not. It's just, not. and I know that, I know that just as well as I know anything. Never can have tried that. Yeah. Look, look at the power of my arm. Yeah. Yeah. And he was made mad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to say. We have to turn people from their sins. We have to tell them that you've got to turn from sin. You've got to look to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to believe. That's the only answer. That's your only refuge. That's your only security. That's your only answer to all of life. It doesn't matter what it is. So somebody might call me with a medical problem. I don't, you might be able to help with a lot of those things. And you do. Absolutely. I don't know those things. However, I know that if they set their heart on the Lord, he will provide, he'll provide you to answer them, or he'll provide somebody to answer mm -hmm. them. He'll provide somebody that gives them the answer somewhere because the answers are all out there you just have to be given those answers mm -hmm. but nobody's out there and there are many people speaking truths you know that jesus christ is lord like the cardinal the the, uh, the cardinal the catholic cardinal did uh they have many truths jesus was raised from the dead right he laid out laid down his life for us born of a virgin all that okay but they don't have the truth and that's jesus christ And that's what's needed. And mm -hmm. the only way they're going to get there is to turn from their sin. That's the only mm -hmm. way. Sin? What sin? Well, you know, you, you've got your truth and I've got my truth. And it might be sin to you, but it's not sin to me. You know, who do you think you are? I'll tell you who I know I am. I'm a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ by his appointment. You know, uh, one, one person there not a couple of years ago, three years ago, said that I was a self-proclaimed prophet. No, I'm not. I'm not. The Lord's prepared us. He's given all the things that he's given us over the past half century. And now it's time to declare to people what's going on. And we have been on the internet, the path of truth. People have all the answers there, even in the mundane matters of importance. Who nobody, Very few people are availing themselves of those things. But the answers are all there, right? Mm-hmm. Read. Look for those things. Ask the read. Lord to guide you. Ask the Lord to guide you. But he comes first. He comes, it's can't... not a doctrine. A doctrine doesn't come first. I don't care if you believe in the reconciliation of all things. I don't care if you believe in the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I don't care if you believe in faith. You have to look to the Lord. That's what you have to do. And he's the Lord of the, of the Bible, of the scriptures. And even though millions and millions of pastors, messengers, evangelists say that they're preaching from the Bible, they've got a, they've got a counterfeit Christ. They've got another message there. And they'll, they'll give themselves away sooner or later. You just have to 
hang around for not very long. And the more you know and that you've received from God, it won't be the less time you're going to have to wait to see whether that man is sent of God or not. Right. I've also seen where the Lord would send a person uh, to speak. He's, he's done that with many people for me. I needed something. I needed to hear something. And he would send somebody into my life. And there it was. It would be answered. So he's done that. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that there isn't anybody out there that's, that's directly representing the Lord Jesus Christ. If I'm wrong, prove it to me. Prove it to me. Tell me. But with substance. Everybody's telling me I'm wrong. But they're not proving it to me. They're not telling me anything that, that I need to know if I am wrong. Or if they are and I, and I can't hear it, well, then God has to deliver me from that. He has to save me from that. I'm not my own savior. And I don't want to be saying anything that should be said. I just don't want to. I'll say, Lord, just take me out. That's it. We're seeing people damaged. We're seeing people damaging one another. Why do I want to be there among them? Why would I want, why would I want that after all that he's shown me and done for me? And he's sent us to do this. Mm -hmm. that's, it. that's it. And we'll need. The Lord can do anything he wants, but I would I would hope that there would be a lot of people that would come and, and help us to spread the message. But he'll do what he'll have to do. And I know a lot of people are going to die. A lot of people are being destroyed now. There are going to be so many more. There's, there's going to be a horrible bloodbath just a horrible bloodbath in many forms, whether it's the injections or, or, or medical malpractice or abortion or any of that stuff. It'll, it'll all be there. It's all bloodshed, right? Pestilence, famine, food supplies being cut off. It's all happening. And people are thinking, well, what do I do? You know, I got to blame it on Joe Biden. I've got to blame it on the Russian Ukrainian war. I've got to blame it on this, that, or the other. And they're telling you to do that. You got to blame it on yourself. You are, thou art the man, as Nathan said to David. We have to take, we have to own it. We have to take ownership of, of we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And if we can, you can be in North Korea locked up in a prison, in a dungeon, and eating eating nothing they have nothing left to eat there so we're told right except for the ones that are chosen favored by the leadership but even in tight circumstances such as that there is nothing god can't deliver you from nothing nothing the lord can't deliver you from i don't care how big your problem is i don't care if you've got a a billion member alien army on the earth here coming after you right to your house with all the with all the arms and whatever else is needed to destroy you and you're there with nothing standing there naked god can save you he can he's done it before for others he can do it again and he will do what he wants to do and that's what i want people to know god will do what he wants to do and nobody's going to stop him and i'm telling you who he is and i'm telling you what he can do for you 
but you have to you have to get connection with him. You have to repent of your sins and join join yourself to him. Identify with him. People aren't doing that. Martin, maybe maybe the big thing that you can say here is that they people are not identifying with him. Mm-hmm. They're not identifying with the Lord. That's what they have to do. They're ashamed of him. They're ashamed of him. They're yeah, they're ashamed of him for sure. And most of them despise him. They're not just ashamed of him. They they despise him. They hate the name of Jesus Christ. They hate to hear his name. They'll blush. If you just mention his name, they'll blush. They'll turn the shoulder. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I've, I've got to go here. I'm, I'm going to be meeting somebody here somewhere, somehow. But I've got things to do. And I don't believe that. You know, that's, that's, that's your belief. It's not mine. They're ashamed of him. They want nothing to do with him. That nature has to be totally condemned, transformed. That's what has to happen. There's no other answer. And nobody, tell me, is anybody preaching that? Is Jordan Peterson preaching that? Is uh, John MacArthur preaching that? Or Paul Washer? Or any of the thousands of preachers out there? Are they doing that? They're not doing that. They're not doing that. They wouldn't have their mega churches if they were doing that. They wouldn't have their popular followings. Ben Shapiro, you know, he's got a lot of discipline, a sharp man. He and and the other guys uh, in the Daily Wire, right? You know, they've got the stuff going for them. Wonderful. And I I love to hear some of the stuff they say. What's his name? Uh, Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles is Catholic. If he knew and understood what the Catholic Church represented, what it teaches, and its nature and foundation, and he started to speak out, there would be no daily wire with Michael Knowles. There just wouldn't be. And Michael would be serving, he would be serving God. He can tell you the Catholic Church is the answer. He might even be willing to acknowledge that certain other churches are the answer whether it's the Presbyterian church or the Episcopal church or whatever other church, but that's not the answer. It may serve as a step in that direction, right? I learned some things from the Catholic church. I learned some things from the Baptist church. I learned some things from the Alliance church. I learned some things from the charismatic circles and the Lord was just ministering all sorts of things to us, truths, good doctrines, good and bad. And we'd have to, determine what we will what we would choose and most of all we have to stop choosing ourselves we have to stop choosing our comfort our pleasure our ambition we have to deny ourselves that's what it boils down to we have to deny ourselves and jesus christ is the only answer ever anywhere at any time and i'll be proven right in the meantime I'm going to be this despised jerk that everybody loves to hate and laugh and scoff at. Okay, go for it. Do what you want to do, but I'll be proven right. And, and, and am I going to just sit there and rub my hands and say, ha, 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 I was so right and you guys were so wrong. I told you so. No, that's not going to happen. I'll be thankful to see those people believe and to admit that they're wrong. For their sakes, not for my sake. Because I am a man of God. And if, and if a man of God is 
joyful and gleeful for his own sake. There I was, I was vindicated. It's nice to be vindicated and we want vindication and God will be vindicated for sure. You know, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord, right? But if, you, if you're just going to take a fleshly uh, pleasure out of that and just to be able to say, I told you so and, and, and be right, that's not going to go anywhere. A man of God doesn't feel that. He doesn't think that way. It's impossible for him to think that way. Instead, the angels celebrate when one sinner comes and comes into heaven. They rejoice. And it's the same with a man of God. He doesn't stand there pointing a finger and saying, I was right and you were wrong. That is certainly true, but he's not going to, he's not going to take pleasure in it for his own sake. He'll take pleasure in it as the angels of heaven do. And that's the way it um. is. I think, I think I've said whatever I need to say for now. We finished. There's some breathing there on your microphone somehow that keeps coming mm. through. I don't know what that's all about. Um, I think we have enough here for today. We've done Matthew 4, right? Yes. Yeah, we did manage to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me I talk too much? No, no. I'm just saying we got through it just on time for you to talk a bunch. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Oh, <laughs> uh, if I, I told you that... you talk, if I told you you talk too much, I'd be I'd be the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then you wouldn't be the prize psychophant anymore. You know that, right. and I the, the... And I need to keep up my psychophant points. Yeah, you know, how are you going to be this honored cult follower if mm -hmm. if you don't? Totally not in perfect agreement. Yep. Yeah. Smiling, nodding, right. agreeing. Right. Yeah. All the important stuff. Right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're joking. Uh, and, and obviously what I'm talking about is no joking matter at all. I want people to understand the, 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 the gravity of the situation today and to know who is the answer, not what, who is the answer. Mm -hmm. their only hope yeah that blessed hope testified of in the scriptures the whole bible the mm -hmm. entire bible yeah that's for jews gentiles everybody everybody there's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved no other name Great. And, it's, and it's all men for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. That, that, that applies to everybody. There are no exceptions. I get angry when I find uh, John Hagee preaching to the Jews. Oh, talk about, talk about murderous betrayal. Talk about right. hypocrisy. And he's telling them that they don't need their own Messiah to save them. What a, what a hypocrite. What a liar. What's driving him? What is inspiring him except Satan mm -hmm. to do what he's doing? Mm -hmm. They don't need Jesus Christ. 
You got to be kidding me. I can't understand how he can get by on the scriptures. He's preaching from the scriptures, and yet he's preaching, uh, speaking blasphemous lies. John Hagee. And they all get together. Mm -hmm. Right? And he provides money for Israel. The Jews love to hear this message because they don't have to have Jesus. And now these evangelical Christians are coming in and supporting them. I mm -hmm. mean, can you have it much better for right. Jews? Hey, and he's killing them. Mm -hmm. He's he's destroying them in ever so wonderful a way. That's amazing. That's just so amazing. What do you do with Romans 9, 10, and 11? For the for the what replacement theology people, mm -hmm. right? You know, the Jews were canceled by the by the church. Now it's the Christians who are, have replaced the, the the calling of God. They're the ones that have it now. No, no, the Jews will be saved. They'll be brought in. Amen. And for those Jews who think they're going to take over the world because they're smarter or more powerful or richer or whatever, they have some rudeness coming, some, some, some horrible experiences coming. They're going to be very disillusioned. That's not the way it's going to happen. If the Lord makes them the head and not the tail, it will be because of godliness. It'll be because of faith. It'll be because of righteousness, God's righteousness, not their own. It's not going to be a superiority. I've understood that uh, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld and his crew, that they, that they mock God, and a lot of Jews do. And they, they say the vile things about him. Is that true? I don't know. He can answer for that. Because uh, I, I heard it elsewhere. I didn't, I didn't hear it directly. But I'm told these things, and they just, they just, uh, they despise Jesus Christ. And I know that in the, um, not the Torah, not the Tanakh, which is the Torah and the other writings. Uh, what's the other major book? Talmud, the Talmud. And, and, and I guess the Mishnah and whatever else, they, they have had the horrible most horrible things spoken of Jesus Christ. Just horrible. Just horrible. Cursing him. Those are going to be a bunch of sorry people. Mm -hmm. And they won't be able to hide any of this. They've been hiding it because they're afraid that if uh, some of the Christian rulers were to read that and find that in their Talmud, they would do the same things to them that they proposed should happen to Jesus Christ deathly afraid of persecution. But everything's going to come out into the open. You're not going to hide anything. Nothing. Jesus said there's nothing hid that won't be made manifest. Nothing. It'll all come out. And I, and I live with that thought, Martin, every day. It encourages me to be honest. It encourages me to do the right thing. It encourages me to, to refrain from anything evil because I know I'm going to be found out. Mm -hmm. I just know that. And if there's anything that needs to be found out, I, I'd sooner have godly thoughts than ugly ones.
the way it is. That doesn't mean that my carnal nature doesn't tempt me to think things or say things that shouldn't be said. But I, I work with that every day. I will live with that. And that's the way it has to be. And I'm mm -hmm. thankful for it. It's wonderful. I'm just going to be saved from all kinds of consequence, which is mm -hmm. what the Lord has done for me. And I want to see the same thing happen for others. So that they don't have anything to be ashamed of in the end. Right. Yeah. So, all right. I guess maybe we're done with uh, Matthew 4. I think we took, took it to the end. And did you want to have anything to say? I, I was trying to speak as much as possible without letting you speak. But Oh, well, if that's what you were trying to do, then excellent work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just an accident, but an now, that I know it was, now that I know it was intentional, then... And yeah yeah well i, I can see cool. you can get pretty good at what you're doing <laughs> yeah no i think you both covered it all yeah this is the message that we need to bring forth we have the answers we have the Amen. answers yeah we have not only the answers but we have the answer the answer and i'm saying nobody else has it so there it is Who knew? Right. Yeah. Well, people, I've been speaking to you. I've been speaking things that you need to hear on a personal level, on, on a personal level, um, and, and in general. These are things that you need to hear. The truth makes you free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Amen. I know that to be true, and I want you to know that. That's it for another day. Very good.